Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Buff Nation! Let's go! Welcome into DMVR Buffs Primetime. We are presented by Illegal Pete's. Everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. Jake and RK, and we are fired up. After the conversation we just had. Yeah, it was an interesting conversation. Also, I just had a conversation with a not friend of the program, but friend of me, Uh Anthony Totry. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's going to be a fun one. When does that come out? Uh, I assume like in a couple hours. Well, there you go. (laughs) Uh, So I I went on uh, PHNX Sun Devils. It honestly didn't get as heated as it should have. We're like too too civil with each other. Yeah, you guys respect each other. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, wait till we get down there for the game. Then we'll spice things up a little bit. That'll change things for sure. Um, It's kind of a spicy show. NCAA wants to change some rules. And it sounds like um, Coach Prime may have been a reason why. Yeah, so I saw you got some pushback on this when you posted about it. Well, uh, (laughs) we can get into that too. But um, the NCAA has proposed shortening the winter and spring transfer portal windows so this year we had 60 days we had 45 days uh, i can't remember when it started but in the winter starting in december and then we had the 14 day period in april uh to may now they want to cut it in half is coach prime the reason why a reason why coach prime is a reason why they don't want anyone to be able to do what he did again for sure. Uh, they saw what Coach Prime did, which was take full advantage of every resource and ability that he had to turn over the roster. Um, and, of course, everything the Buffs did was legal and, and within the rules. And so they said, okay, well, we can't let that happen again. Yep. We have to start tweaking some things. And I think you'll see more and more stuff like this coming out over time. But... That was a reason for sure that they've started to tweak things. And like I said, there's going to be more tweaks that roll in. There are, and I've got some more for you. Um, So this is just a proposed change right now. Uh, The Oversight Committee and the Division I Student Athlete Advisory Committee will gather, um, and they will have a final vote, I believe, the NCAA in October to put these changes into action for the next offseason, so about a year from now. And then this also came out today too. Um, they're trying. They're doing a lot of stuff with redshirt rules and recruiting. Uh, one thing is they want to extend the waiver that has been in place since May 2022 uh, for an additional year through 2024-2025. The waiver to sign unlimited players as long as you don't break that 85 scholarship mark, which is obviously what Colorado and Coach Prime took advantage of this year. But they're going to be extend, or they want to extend it for another year. Yeah, and, and I don't know. What do you think? Should they? Um, I I don't know. I mean, this is we're seeing right now. Colorado really try it for the first time, flipping a roster through the portal. Um, a lot of teams have been aggressive this off season, so I I don't think we have all the information to say that this is a good or bad thing yet. Because we haven't really seen a team take the field yet built under these circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think uh, I think they're going to do anything and everything they can to not let this happen again. It was just too easy, honestly. Mm-hmm. It was too easy. Another change that they're proposing, um, and this, is, this would take place now, was the Football Oversight Committee wants the Division One Council to issue another blanket waiver that ups the official visit limit for teams from 56 to 70 for the period of April 1st, 2023 through March 31st, 2024. So we're in that window. It would expand every team's official visits by 14. 
And we've seen a historic amount of commitments, specifically in the last week or so. Um, and we've kind of talked about, you know, just wait till signing day. Now, if you add 14 more official visits for each team, I mean, a commitment means basically nothing at this point. It already kind of didn't mean anything at this point before signing day. But now it's really with these more visits on the table. Almost everyone's going to be taking more visits. Yeah, and they should, right? Right. I mean, rack in all the visits you can. For sure. Enjoy it. And, you know, I, I talk a lot about just doing it for the fun of it, but you really should see as many places as you can to make the best decision for what your future is. Yep. And um, hopefully, if guys take more time on that decision, then there'll be less transferring. Yep. Unfortunately, the way it currently is, it's just like, well, if you're not starting as a freshman you might just transfer right and that's why i'm like conflicted is because like i think the players should be able to do what the coaches do and just kind of make their own path whenever they feel like they should take the jump or leave for another school you know what i mean um and that's why the transfer portal i think has been so impactful is because it's kind of given that power back to the players but i mean i do i am a little bit weary about you know just the wild wild west just opening it up and all of a sudden, we've got NFL free agency in college football, which is, I mean, it's pretty close to that at this point. Yeah. It, it's more, it's worse, not worse. It's more, it's more vicious. Active. Yeah. yeah. And more, uh, there's more change than NFL free agency. It's, yep. it's if there were no contracts in the NFL and free agency was open, you know, not year round, but right. for a large chunk of the year. And anyone could change teams at almost any time. All right. So a few more changes that have been proposed. The Football Oversight Committee recommended extending the blanket waiver from December that allows players to still be able to redshirt after playing in four regular season games and additional postseason games. So it sounds like they're going to let bowl games into that, um, I guess, requirement to redshirt. Uh, this is a small one, but it's something that would probably we'll see on the field or at least at practices when we look at videos and stuff. But the Football Oversight Committee also introduced legislation allowing the use of helmets and spider pads as the only protective equipment during spring practice, non-contact practices. So no shells. All right. I think that's fair. I yep. think, you know, in the end, player safety is so important mm -hmm. and what happens is these guys like you know it's really sad because you, you we'll see our heroes you know from when we were kids or before then uh coming you, in you know as they reach adulthood did you see the tony romo picture yesterday yes yeah yes exactly and it's just like well these guys have been through so much and if you think about it thankfully we've taken strides in the right direction but those guys were like going through two days in high school two days in college two days in the nfl Full hitting, contact, yes. Hitting. Um, now, Tony Romo probably avoided contact in all of those practices, and so that kind of takes away some of the optimism for the future of these football players because you think, okay, well, that's basically just from games mm -hmm. that he wore his body down. But, yeah. you know, an offensive lineman who played in the 80s and 90s was going head-to-head, -head, helmet to helmet, all day, twice a day. Cut blocking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so... You know, that's what I worry about Yeah. more than anything is I, I see these guys and, you know, I've had um, the, ple you know, the, the pleasure in my life to meet a lot of these guys now as they're in their 50s and 60s. And it's it's tough. And you then you think of the guys, you know, that, you know, now and you're like, man, I really hope they don't have to go through this. You know, I I did an interview uh, with a former player who, who told me he was popping 30 pills a day yep. to try and manage his pain. Yeah. And so anything to try and improve these guys' quality of life, um, because we're talking about Tony Romo. He made millions and millions and millions. It might have been worth it for him. Right. There's a lot of guys who are dealing with this type of stuff who didn't make anything. For sure. Uh, and so I'm, I'm pro anything that protects these guys and hopefully gives them a better quality of life as they get older. So I just want to clarify, this is for non-contact practices. So... You're still going to have contact practices during spring football, but you're not going to see shells when they're, you know, not doing full contact and stuff like that. Or, I don't know, um, 
they have the big uh, protective helmets and all that stuff, or the I don't even know what they call them, like caps that uh, they wear. You know what I mean? Yeah, the halo caps. Yeah, like it's gonna be that and spider pads for most of spring practices is what it sounds like. Okay. Um, we actually have a couple more pieces. Uh, Adam Munster Tiger yesterday published this article, Juco offensive tackle Jeremiah McCrimmon, considering move to Boulder late this summer. Uh, he attends or was attending Coahoma Community College, I believe in Mississippi. He walked on to Mississippi State at one point before, yeah, Mississippi State before graduating from um, his high school, and then he went to Community College after that. Hit a growth spurt recently. Was listed as six foot three, two hundred eighty-five pounds as a high school recruit on two four seven, six six three ten now. Sheesh. Yeah. Um, he crosses the threshold for uh, size of offensive lineman that this staff likes. For sure. He had some great quotes. Um, obviously, he's from Mississippi. Colorado's quite a long way. I think a lot of people know that by this point. But he said his my cousin was blowing my phone up about the camp at Colorado. Even though Colorado is pretty far, I was willing to do it. One thing about me and my whole family, we love Coach Prime and we love what he's doing for the University of Colorado. At the camp, he said, when I got on the field, I just really tapped into a different mindset. When Coach Prime was pointing at me and there was no one else around, I was like, oh, man, that's Coach Prime. I don't want to admit I was starstruck, but I was. Coach Prime and Coach O'Boyle were cheering me on during one-on-ones. I got really comfortable with Coach O'Boyle as I talked to him more and more at the camp. And after the camp, he was the one that offered me he was like, man, we want you. We want you to play for us this fall. I really loved Colorado. Out of all the schools I've been to, Colorado campus is the most beautiful. Everything out here looks so natural, not man-made vibes like most places. It's hard to explain, but it's beautiful. Hell yeah. <laughs> He's a buff. Um, he said, I wouldn't really point out one specific attribute because I feel like my game is all in one. If I'm missing one thing, then the whole ship can really crash. I feel like my technique, my power, my agility, quickness, everything, that's all packaged in one. As of right now, Colorado is my only offer. I'm really just praying every day that God leads me to the right school. I will not be at Coahoma in the fall. I'm going to miss the coaching staff and everything, but I am on to better things by the grace of God. I'm going to keep grinding this summer, and I will have my decision on where I am going to transfer by late July. See you then. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> we will see you then. Um... So, yeah, we talked about that transfer portal uh, from Oklahoma, the tackle yesterday. Mm -hmm. But it seems like they already got one in mind. Yes. Forget Oklahoma. It's all about Coahoma. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last little piece of headlining news. Do you remember last week when we talked about EA Sports Football? And we talked about the Brander Group and how they were suing them, uh, suing EA Sports over the game and the compensation that they wanted to propose? Yes. Well, now the Brander Group has filed a temporary restraining order that could delay the release of the college football game if it's granted. If granted, it would prohibit the video game company from offering deals to schools and athletes. How? Why? Um, well, I'll read from this more. It says, if the Brander Group was granted the order, they could file for an injunction. This would force EA from making any moves until the lawsuit produces a decision. EA has not wasted any time, however, filing an order to deny the restraining order. Uh, so it's just a bunch of litigation. I've never back heard of a restraining order in this context. Um, I've heard. I've. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's very odd. Um, well, these guys are officially the Grinches. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, why can't we just sit down and talk it out? I don't know, man. Figure something out. Also, like, know. how about a player vote? Right. See what the players think. Yeah. Or how about just tell the players, hey, we'll give you 500 bucks and the game. Like, just sweeten the deal a little bit. Something. Anything that involves lawyers always sucks. Uh, we'll talk about this game a bit more in our next segment. Are you optimistic we see this game, though? No. Really? Yeah. Damn. All right. Well, that put me in a bum, bum <laughs> mood. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I think that they're going to do anything they can to get in the way of this. Um, and the then everyone's going to lose out. Right. What's going to happen is instead of the $500 these players would have gotten for it, they're going to get zero. Yeah. Well, we're just not going to get a game. And no one's going to get a game. That's what I mean. Yeah. So everything just goes to shit. Uh, yeah. Uh, the NCAA likes money. Seems like these players want money. Do you like money, Ryan? I love money. 
Have you heard of Ibotta? I have. You guys should check out Ibotta. Ibotta gives you cash back on things you already buy, like groceries, online purchases, and more. Um, everything from produce to personal care to pantry goods. Ibotta gives you real cash back, not points like other apps. The average Ibotta user earns $120 a year in real cash back. Um, right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code DNVR when you register. Go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code DNVR. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, in the Google Play or App Store and use code DNVR. Get after it, chat. Download Ibotta. And then Shador's number two. It's grilling season. It's 4th of July next week. If mm -hmm. you are not prepared with your barbecue sauce and other grilling materials, get on it, but get some Shador's number two. You can head on over to plbse.com. Use the code ALLCITY, all caps, all one word when you're there. At checkout for 10% off your order, Shador's number two. And get some of that delicious barbecue sauce for whatever you're grilling this holiday week. Adam tried it yesterday uh, with his ribs. He said it's pretty damn good. Hell yeah. It is damn good. It is. I'm using it tomorrow. Fourth of July plans involve Shador's number two? Yeah. Love it. I actually got to bring that up. My uh, my dad is the big barbecue guy. Like, he takes barbecue incredibly seriously. Yep, <laughs> I love and, it. And uh, I don't think he's tried it yet, so I got to get him. I got to get some. Uh, got, get got to get him some <laughs> for Fourth of July because I bet you, like, I bet you he's already preparing the brisket. Oh, for sure. My dad's <laughs> probably doing the same thing. Yeah, I'm trying to bring bring him a bottle as well. All right, we're playing a game today, Ryan. Over under. You ready? Yes. Are you ready, Alyssa? Uh, yeah. All right, we got nine of these. First one, over under, ten and a half. Alton McCaskill touchdowns this season. Total. Total touchdowns. Total? Total touchdowns. Over. Nose for the end zone guy. There's just no replacing that. Like, Cavassier Smoke, Dylan Edwards, all these guys are good. But when it comes down to someone's got to get the ball across the line, they're going to give it to McCaskill. Are you concerned about coming back from the knee injury at all and just how crowded the backfield is? Do you yes. think that eats in? Yeah, I mean, I'm always going to be concerned about a knee injury for anyone. Yeah, right. Um, because you just never know. It's kind of a coin flip as to whether or not that guy will be the same again. I'll choose optimism. And say that he is that guy, and when he get when he gets around the goal line, they're gonna say give it to Alton. He knows how to get in there. I'm gonna say over, but I definitely think it's below the 17 or the 18, whatever that number was from two years ago. 19. Um, there's just so many mouths to feed on this offense. They've got so many yeah. backs. I think Anthony Hankerson could factor in as a goal line back. But if you think about it, nine rushing and two catching, like that's yeah. not hard to imagine. For sure. That's 10 less, or I guess you know. Alton says his knee is 100%, so he's just wearing that brace just for comfort's sake at this point, it sounds like. Yeah. Honestly, I love that he's saying that just because personal confidence in your knee is everything. For sure. I mean, he's over, what are we now, July? 15 months at this point removed from when he tore it. I don't know when his surgery was, but that's about the recovery time for an yep. ACL. Yep. All right, Alyssa, next one. Over under is 32 and a half, Ryan. And it's Colorado's offensive points per games this season. Wow. <laughs> Anything over 30 would just be so fantastic. I know. Um, I'll take the over. Wow, really? Yeah. But let me just say that they don't have to get to that for me to be happy. That's why I'm going to take the under. I think uh, we've talked about this defense a lot, and I think that we're going to be pretty impressed by them, yep. and they're going to control a lot of these games, especially if they get an early lead from this offense. They won't need to score 32. If you're no. locking down receivers and you have the pass rush going, I mean, 28, 24 could win you quite a few games if the defense is locking down. But I think they have some 50-point performances in them. Um, and they did that a lot of Jackson. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I, you know, it, who knows how different everything is, but 
The one thing that people just don't understand outside of this chat and this room is how good Shador is. Yep, that's and true. And he's going to lead them to a lot of points. We got both overs and unders in the chat, so it's a good line. I'll take it. Where would that have ranked in the Pac-12 last season? That's what I need to know. Oh, Ryan, you're killing me. <laughs> you can keep talking and I can look it up. Um, well, I'd ask you another question for over-under. I'll just. Do you remember what Jackson State averaged per game last year? Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> One Pac-12 scoring offense rankings should be easy to Google. Well, I didn't Google it like that, but now that you say it. See, this is... I was just going to ESPN and looking... Oh, my God. You have to be a better Googler. Googling <laughs> is a skill. Googling is a skill. Like, knowing how to Google something properly. All right, all right, all right. Only some people have that in them. Uh, top points per game was 41.4. That was USC. So over that number, it's right down the middle, actually. I pretty much nailed this line. Uh, there are... Six teams over 32 and okay. six below. I feel good about my over. They're going to be a top half scoring offense in the Pac-12. Washington 39.7, UCLA 39.2, Oregon 38.8, Utah 38.6, and then Oregon State 32. Sheesh. That's pretty crazy It's that it's not that hard to average well, over five touchdowns a game in the Pac-12. Yeah. Do you want to know the buffs points per game last year? Let me guess it. Um, <laughs> Go for it. 16.1. Uh, 15.4. I was pretty close. I can't believe they averaged two touchdowns a game, honestly. <laughs> I don't know how. Did they have any offensive explosions? The ASU game. Oh, yeah. Shout out Jordan Tyson's touchdown at the end. Yep. They were asking me about Jordan Tyson on PHNX Sun Devils. How did that conversation go? It was good. I mean, I have nothing but good things to say about him. Right. It just comes down to how does he recover from the knee? Were they super hyped on him? They seem pretty hyped on him. I mean, he's their highest rated transfer. And they saw him up close and personal. And he, yeah, he kind of cooked them. them so, <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, next one. All right. Numbers 49 and a half. The highest draft selection for a Colorado player in the 2024 NFL draft. So not a first rounder, but a top 50 pick. But who is going to be entering? I mean, you could have possibly Shador. You could have possibly McCaskill, possibly well, Jimmy. That's the thing is, like, if I, ha- if I choose over, meaning lower, right. or is that under? Uh, <laughs> under would be a lower draft pick, meaning okay. uh, a higher, technically a higher draft pick. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. Then I'm just, like, saying one of our guys is going to leave, and I don't want to say that. But I mean, you have, like, eight grad transfers on the defensive front seven. Ooh, Jordan Dominic. Right. Has, he has Hopes. a 10 sack season. Could yeah. be a... Levante Bentley. I'm going to say higher draft pick, meaning better draft pick. So under. Under. Okay. <laughs> um, even though selfishly, I hope that all of the players that are that good stay around. But I also selfishly hope, like, I don't know. Shiloh has like six interceptions. Right. Becomes a top 50 pick. Exactly. So I think I can have my cake and eat it too here. Yep. I'm going to go same as you. I'm going to go under. I think they'll have someone drafted in the top 50. You just need one. You have a lot of grad transfers, you know, across the offensive line, across the defensive line. Xavier Weaver is a guy. He has a big year. Uh, This is his last year in college. So I don't know. I just think there's too many players prone to break out. I'm going to take this. Next one. Also, go vote in the poll on the DNVR Buffs account. <laughs> uh, next one, the line is one and a half, Ryan. Over under one and a half, legitimate blowups by Coach Prime on a ref this season. The chat would know better than I if Coach Prime goes after refs and how often he does. He does like the sweet talk him, but I don't yeah. know if he actually, like, Nick Saban just lets him have it. Yeah. And that's what I'm looking for here. Just an absolute tirade. I, I want to I see the chat's answer first. Okay. I'm phoning a friend and it's the chat. <laughs> Ask the over, audience. Yeah, exactly. Ask the audience. Right. <laughs> I used the wrong lifeline. For, there's literally an ask the audience. Yes. <laughs> I am asking the audience. What do you guys think? Um, I, don't, I don't know if he really does that. I don't think he does either. 
So in that case, I'm leaning under. The chat is not getting to this quick enough. Uh, under. Oh. oh, over, over, <laughs> under, under. Oh, it's it's split. I'm going to say under. <laughs> under, over. I'm going to go over. I think Coach Prime is a... Uh, He's got a lot of energy built up from the disrespect he's had to just take this offseason. And I could definitely see, definitely see a situation where he pulls a Nick Saban where maybe they're up 31 to 14 and the game's over and he just wants to make a point. Fair enough. Pac-12 refs are terrible. That's I'll just a great warn point. you all. I think that was Clint that said that too in yeah. the chat. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it would take one bad pass interference call on... Who knows what happens? I don't think I ever saw Carl Durrell yell at anyone. I don't think I saw him speak a word yeah. on the sideline. That was tough to watch. Never saw him even coach anyone. That was rough, man. Yeah. All right, next line is two and a half. Over under two and a half, the amount of, in quotes, power conferences <laughs> in 2030. Under. Yeah, you're going with the two? Yep, just two. Even if CU makes the Big 12 and UCF is kind of having a pop right now, you don't think the Big 12 has a shot? No. What about a Big 12 ACC merger? Nope. Still not enough? We're going to two conferences. Just like all the other sports leagues. But, I mean, you're not giving... This is... We got five years of this Big 12 deal. You're not giving them a shot to... Everything will blow up before 2030. Wow. Ryan uh, predicting the end of the world now. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the end of Fight Club. Um, you're probably right, though. I think it's under. I, I think we all see where this is headed. Tell me you've seen Fight Club. I have seen Fight Club. Okay, good. <laughs> Zach and Henry didn't know who Edward Norton was. Well, I mean, I can't tell you who the people are. I've seen the movie, though. You don't know the actor Edward Norton? I'm Okay, man. Are we going to have this discussion <laughs> now? I'm not a movie person. I'm sorry. Neither am I. I don't know. I'm He's sorry. like one of the best actors of all time. Uh, maybe if you showed me his face, I'd probably you would, recognize. You would him. recognize his face for sure. He's the main character of Fight Club. Okay, <laughs> then yeah, I know who that is. <laughs> uh, all right, next line. We already kind of talked about this. The line is twelve and a half. Over under twelve and a half months until the next EA Sports football game, NCAA football game. Over. Wow, break my heart. Why don't you? I'm sorry. Sorry. Bl- blame whatever that stupid group you were telling Brander. Me about. Yeah. <laughs> God Their damn ball. it, Brander. Um, I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to say under. I hope and I think they find a way to get this thing out. EA's been working on it for quite a long time. There'd be a lot of money down the drain, even for EA, if this doesn't come out. Yep. I hope you're right. Next line is 15 and a half. Over, under... Oh, we'll do this one. 49 and a half. Oh. It's fine. Um, you may have, but it's fine. 49 and a half. Offensive snaps for Cormani McLean in 2023. Way so under. Yesterday, uh-huh. he had a live on YouTube, mm-hmm. and he spoke about this, and he said he wanted to play both ways. Uh-huh. And you still think it's under? Way under. Um, if he plays 24 offensive snaps, which is about half of this, that would be a lot to me. So this is about a bit over four snaps a game, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say he gets closer to like 12. So we don't see much of him on offense this year? No. no. I don't know. I want to be optimistic that we just have two, two-way two studs. It would be sick. It would be sick. But also at the same time, like who are you taking off the field to put him on? I, we can ask that question about a lot of players on offense. So. For sure, yeah. And, and I just, I don't know. I'd be interested to see what uh, Travis's number was last year of offensive snaps. I'm sure it was over that significantly, but he, you know, he's Travis Hunter. I think. I wonder if the last two games pushed him over, though. Yeah, he probably got upwards of forty in in the Celebration Bowl. Yeah, for sure. Maybe um, more. But Cormani McLean was live on YouTube yesterday, just doing a Q and A with the fans. The people love Cormani. I think what what you'll see is the things that the the Broncos, the first year they had Champ Bailey, actually used him on offense a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it was just like a reverse here, right? Uh, a bubble screen there. Just try, get the ball in his hand, see if he can do something with it. 
Um, I think that's what, what Cormani will be. He's raw on defense still. True. Um, now he's so talented that it doesn't matter. But I think it's going to be similar to with Coach Prime saying, okay, with the sec- when you are as good as Travis is on defense, then you can go over and start spending time getting refined on offense. But I don't think they're going to need to get him refined for the package of plays they're going to use for him, which is just swing it out there and make a play. I do feel – I hate when they do that, though. It feels just so half-assed to me. Like, why not just make a package for him? Like, actually use him as a piece. Put him in motion. Ask him to run a route. Don't just, like, put him on a jet sweep and go, all right, we're trying to get him involved offensively. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, also, with that uh, Q&A he did yesterday, he's only, he's only been playing quarterback, cornerback a few years. Yeah. And he started playing it because of an injury to another guy, and then he basically never left the field since then. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, it, it has less to do with my feelings on Cormani, who I think could make big plays. Um, it has more to do with my fact that there's just so many good receivers. Yep, that's fair. Uh, oh, okay, 15 and a half over under Colorado's men's basketball's highest ranking for the 2023-2024 season. Oh, a basketball one. A basketball one. Over. Wait, under. Under would be a higher ranking. They're getting a yes. better ranking than this. Uh, I think they crack the top 10 at some point. They're already getting preseason top 25. Yeah, exactly. It, to be fair, it is fringe. It's always 24-25. Mm-hmm. Um, they do have some massive opportunities early in the season, though. That Maui tournament yeah. uh, against Kansas. Uh, and that's the thing is there's just hype. Right. That's how you get rankings is hype. That's true. Uh, same way the Buffs. If the Buffs start 3-0, if the football team starts 3-0, they're going to be ranked in the top 25. I guarantee it. Yep. Um, maybe even 2-1 and one with a win over oh, TCU. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Although that would mean they have to lose to one of the other ones. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> with a loss to TCU and 2-1, and one, they could still potentially be top 25. Um, last one. And I made this one a little higher. I want you to think about this. Four and a half in-conference wins for CU in 2023. I play nine games, right? Yes, sir. Um, so Stanford, you don't have Cal. Arizona, Arizona State, Washington State. But then you get into the Oregon States, Oregon's, Utah, USC. I'm missing someone. I can't remember who. Mm. I mean, you can make a bowl game going two and one in non-conference and four and five in conference. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think they're going to lose more games than they win. Over. Interesting. So that would mean they would have to beat one of so say you give them wins against arizona state stanford ucla arizona that gets them to four and a half they'd have to either go into pullman on that friday night game and beat washington state beat oregon state at home beat usc at home go into oregon and beat them or go to utah and beat them so you have to get a big win Mm -hmm. they're gonna cover this they're gonna get a a you know, they love to call it in college football a signature win. Right. <laughs> They're going to get a signature win this year. They're not just going to pick on the, you know, the smaller schools. I agree. Yeah. It might be USC. It might be. I wouldn't even call Oregon State at home a signature win, but it would be a good win for sure. Um, yeah, they're going to have one where they put themselves on the map. I mean, there's a possibility Oregon State going into November maybe one loss maybe undefeated that'd be a signature win what are we laughing at Jamel's comment I wonder if that's where the ones from yesterday came from uh what's Colfax reading the wall on Jake's right oh (laughs) Colfax is the longest street in America very true and it happens to be the street that we are currently on yes um and used to be like the true downtown of Denver. Now that's obviously moved to lower downtown or Lodo as they call it. Um, but yeah, it's the longest street in America. Um, Oregon State's non-conference schedule, by the way. 
San Jose State, UC Davis, and San Diego State. Well, congrats to them on the 3-0 start. They also get Cal, Stanford, all these teams on their schedule. That was it. Did you enjoy those? I really did. Cool. I'm on a buffs high today. Let's go. Any question you ask me, I might just be taking <laughs> the over. Um, shout out to Shady Rays. I actually, I go think ahead. they're going to be ranked if they beat TCU. I oh for sure I could see that. Just week two ranked. Yeah. Uh, maybe it'd be twenty four twenty five, but yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. It's another beautiful day out here. It's actually not too hot today, but it's nice and sunny. Shady Rays has strong, durable frames, extremely clear polarized optics for all your outdoor adventures. You can shop their entire collection at the Park Meadows Mall or go to ShadyRays.com and use the code DMVR. You'll get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Best part about them, if you lose or break your pair, no questions asked. Shady Rays has got you covered. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Oh, actually, Shady Rays Independence Day sale is live right now. If you oh. go to ShadyRays.com, um, you'll get up to 50% off single pairs of sunglasses. So it's not just two or more at this point. It's every single pair. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Then shout out to Bacchus and Shanker. Always here for you if you get help or get hurt. No fees to speak with them about your case. No fees while they work on your case and no fees unless they win your case and win money for you. They've won over $1 billion for their clients and have neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Englewood, and Fort Collins. They help with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault, car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks. They can even help if you're injured at work. Smash the two, the Shadora line, 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free. Backus and Shanker wins. So I should be more uh, specific. Longest commercial street in the United States. What's the difference there? Uh, I just <laughs> think interstates don't count. Oh, okay. Yeah. So non, non-highway. Also, um, Playboy once referred to Colfax as the longest, wickedest street in America. Wow. So people in the comments were talking about the wicked part, which really doesn't apply anymore. Mm-hmm. I I hang out on Colfax probably more than in anywhere else. I love yeah. the dive bars, lots of good food. We obviously work here. I live right off the street. It's illegal really, it's really not that wicked anymore. Yeah, they do have illegal pizza though. Yeah, probably Wick, multiple illegal good. pizza on Colfax. Probably. Um. All right. What do you guys want to talk about today? Jays, would you agree the Buffs should win against TCU because nobody knows what they will do or look like, but against Nebraska, I don't know, because now they have intel and footage on the Buffs. It won't matter. Um, TCU is going to be a really hard game to win in the first game of the season. Um, I think that the spread is out of control, Yeah, being a 20-point spread. Um, but I don't think by any means the Buffs are going to go blow them out. Uh, no. I think it's going to be a tough, tight game uh, that comes down to, you know, who executes better in, in the important moments. Um, but they will have an advantage that no one's seen what they what they do with the offense. Um, TCU will also be debuting a new offense. Yep. The funny thing is I expect TCU's offense to be much worse than it was last year mm-hmm. on the whole. And Colorado's offense to be much better than it was last year, of course, on the whole. For sure. Um, we'll see what happens in that first game and, you know, who can execute more. Um, I really think a lot of these games, especially against the tougher opponents, will be can Colorado run the ball? Yeah. If they run well, mm-hmm. they're just not going to lose very many games, I don't think. That's why that having all these backs is so important. Yes. Yes. Um, um, but, like, Nebraska is worse than TCU. So just them having film won't give them some big advantage that will make it easier for them to beat the Buffs. Well, and I think we're expecting this offense to be, or this team, uh, both sides, to be very versatile, very multiple. It could be entirely possible the TCU game plan just does not fit against what they want to do to Nebraska. And Nebraska's kind of dealing with the same thing TCU was dealing with, where they don't know even what they're going to be preparing for, yep. in a sense. Yep. And they'll be adding new wrinkles throughout the entire non-conference exactly. schedule and probably all the way into, like, 
week five before it's like it slims down a lot in terms of what they're adding but they'll be the playbook only grows as the season begins well and you'll probably have a special play for nebraska too just because they're your rival yep you'll have something last time it was a flea flicker. 98 yard flea flicker yep flea flicker in the end zone is so ballsy it really is it's so ballsy i wrote a whole uh, oral history on that did you really yep. that one play yep it's it's one of my favorite things i've written in a while so hell yeah check it out oral history of the flea flicker if you google that in dnvr i bet you find it angel's asking uh this rule by the ncaa will not stop anything it may make it worse players will just jump in the portal sooner and keep their options open it's possible I think it could also rush players to making decisions that may not be right for them, too. That's very true. I hadn't thought of it that way yet. I mean, you're literally cutting the time in half that they're going to have to make a decision. Yeah. It's, it's so important for coaches to recruit their own players constantly. Yep. Which makes their lives harder. Really does. Did you hear what Trent Dilfer said like a week ago? He's been saying a lot recently, actually. <laughs> no. He literally, he was on some podcast, and he literally said, come get my players. I dare you. You must think they suck. <laughs> I mean, that's one way to look at He was trying to say he's so confident yeah, that I know. he's got his team, but I don't think anyone should be saying that in this day and age. No. That's just too, you just don't want to invite that in. Don't even tempt it. What does that mean? Wait, go back really quick. A beat writer for Nebraska said the team is training to hug, hold, and wear other teams down until the fourth quarter. <laughs> what does that mean? Matt Rule so, is just so corny sometimes. That, I, that, pro, that could be a direct quote from him. Yeah, good luck. Also, the fourth quarter in Boulder, you're going to be tired. Oh, yeah. You're going to be the tired ones. Oh, yeah. It's going to be the middle of the day, too, with the 10 a.m. kickoff. It's going to be like 12 or 1. Clint already found the Flea Flicker article. 2019, yeah, that's when they played. Let's go. Last time they played. Uh, King Mars, meant to ask yesterday, too, what's the deadline on the TCU trip? So the deadline, if you're going to fly with us, is very soon, Friday, tomorrow. Um, but you still have more time if you want to book hotel, game, and tailgate. Um, Jake, I don't know what happened this week. Maybe everyone else caught football fever like we did. Yeah. But everyone is starting to go on to the second secondary market ticketing apps. Oh, yeah. And they're all saying, I better book with DNVR quickly. And you should, too, because we don't have an unlimited amount of uh, tickets. So I would right. recommend jumping on it. Yep. We've gotten a lot of DMs, a lot of questions about this. I don't think this, we're going to have very many more here pretty soon. No, People we are, are not. People going crazy. So get on it. And unfortunately, the only thing, and we, we can work around it, like we can hopefully add more, but, um, you know, we can't fill all 50,000 seats in the stadium. Right. As much as we'd love to. <laughs> Buff Nation is going to be out there. Oh, yeah. The thing is, like, I know how many of you guys live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Right. Just that listen to this show. Yep. I assume most of you are going to be there. So buy the tailgate combo ticket. Yeah. It's going to save and you I'm money. And I'm talking like tens of thousands. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fun. Um, Bell's asking, are the Pac-12 12 refs worse than the SWAC refs? I don't think we can really speak too we much on the SWAC yeah. refs, but the Pac-12 refs uh, have a... Bad reputation. For a reason, too. Yes. Yeah. But, like, do Big Ten refs have a good reputation? Uh, I mean, if you're asking me, probably not. <laughs> well, I just I think probably every conference hates their refs. Yes, but I feel like Pac-12 refs do kind of get it a bit more. Yeah, they probably. always have weird shit going on. They do. Remember, like, I don't know, it's about 10 years ago now. It's like Wisconsin and Arizona State played, and there was some, like, fiasco about, like, a kneel down at the end, and it caused, and it ended up resulting in an Arizona State, I think, upset over Wisconsin. Yep. I remember that. Just like random crazy shit like yep. that. Yep. What's a... Let's look something up really quick. Okay. How many seats do you think are in TCU Stadium? I'd say it's pretty similar to Folsom. 48-ish, maybe just a bit above 50,000. 45,000. Okay. 
smaller than Folsom. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. That gives me actually that makes me happy for our seats. Now that I'm looking at the way that this stadium looks, we're gonna have great seats. Uh or a great view at the very least. Um How many buffs fans? Twenty five thousand. They're taking over. Wow. First game. People are gonna travel for this. Oh yeah. I mean we are. Of course. And you mentioned in the doubt I mean, honestly. Do you think if TCU had the option and they could, they would change when they play CU? Yeah. Yeah, they don't want to play in the first game. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to go that aggressively, though. I appreciate that you did. I was going to say somewhere between 10 and 15. I, th- I, I really think it's going to be close to even split. Like, we're going to hear legitimately loud buffs cheers when they score or do something. Yes. This stadium looks cool. I'm excited. I like a good small stadium. It's like the perfect college football mm-hmm. setting. Like I went to the big house. Sorry, Jake. It did not live up to my expectations. I mean, the one time I went was for a night game against Notre Dame, so it was pretty cool. I'm sure it was <laughs> sick. I just don't like how the, how far away the stadium builds from the from the field. You know, yeah. like if the big house went like this straight up. Right. It would be sick. But like the, you know, it, it just, the rows just count one. There's only one level. So I was in like row 100 <laughs> and I was like a mile away from the field. Yeah. It's built on a hill. Like. And then because of that size, it doesn't hold the sound in. Right. Like Folsom, the way it's built, holds the sound in. I went to uh, Cowboys Stadium for Michigan, Alabama in like 2012. And I'm kind of out on those stadiums, especially for college football. For which one? Just for, like, Cowboy Stadium. Oh, yeah, Jerry yeah, yeah. World. terrible. It's so bad. Like, first off, we got general admission seats. I mean, so we had to kind of walk around and find some place to stand. We ended up having to go to the very top because that was the only part that, where there was room. I mean, the band's playing. It's, like, echoing throughout the stadium and stuff because it's so big. It's just, I don't know. I like these smaller stadiums a lot. The, the, the one thing I'll say about TCU and, and their fans, they are coming off of like the best season in school history. But did you see the attendance of their spring game? You watched it. Yeah, I, there was no attendance. That was surprising yeah. for a team that was just in the national championship game. Yeah. Oh, Stephen Buckner says, uh, I've been to a TCU game in Fort Worth. Their fans don't care like CU fans. The students were silent. Yikes. Same potential takeover, man. Wow. What if we just flipped the entire narrative and we took over TCU week one and didn't let Nebraska in the stadium week two? <laughs> uh, there'd be nothing else well, that would be any incredible. other fan base could say about CU fans at that point. Yeah. The, you know what, what sucks is the truth is, as we're going to learn with TCU, there's not really a way to keep opposing fans out. No. You can try. You can build. You can do all sorts of things. Where there's a will, there's a way. Yep. Uh, do Pac-12 refs call targeting a lot? Oh, God. And will the NCAA change the punishment for targeting? Well, first off, I hope they do. Stop ejecting players. Penalize just, them. Move the ball. Stop ejecting players. We, we pay these refs. I don't Probably not a lot, but they're, they're paid professionals. Can't we just leave it up to them? Was that, an, was that egregious enough for the player to be ejected? Okay, yeah, that would make more sense. This automatic ejectment, ejection stuff is terrible, though. Yeah, and I understand the thought behind it. The thought was, if you make it an automatic ejection, the players just won't do it. Right. But it's not the, it's not the egregious hits that are causing players to get ejected. Right. It's the wide receiver going down to catch the ball, lowering his head right into what would have been the target area. Now it looks really bad because, you know, the, the linebacker, hits him helmet to helmet it's not fair though it's not fair to the defense there's so many unavoidable situations so yes if a guy launches himself and hits another guy in the head eject him but i want the refs to be able to say okay this is not targeting this is not an ejection even though by the bullet points under the rule he hit all the things right he left his feet and he made contact to the helmet it's just, I mean, 
there's no reason to eject these players for things out of their control. Yes. Um, and to what you said, if it's a football play and they are legitimately making a football play to stop a ball carrier, that's totally different than egregious acts of, you know, spearing or launching or, you know, face mask, whatever it is. Yeah. That stuff for sure. Yep. But just these basic stuff, especially the if you kick him out of the game, why are they out for the first half of the next game? That's just so dumb to me. That's really dumb. I just think they did that because they thought, like, well, if, if we just eject him for that game, then, like, what's going to happen in the fourth quarter? Players aren't going to care as much about targeting. But, I mean, come on. I know. I'm with you. I'm just trying to think yeah. how they were thinking of it. Yeah, I don't know. Nicholas, which unit do you guys expect to be better, CU's offense or their def- defense? You say defense? I'm kind of going that way now. I think the offense. I just think this secondary is so strong that in the this conference where teams are just going to be airing it out, they're going to be scared to throw the ball on them. So is this which team, which unit will rank higher in the conference? Because I think that that would be defense. Oh, okay. So I think it's because the defense was so bad last year that any improvement is going to look astronomical. The offense averaged. 15 points a game. <laughs> the, I mean, they were both really bad, but still, the offense, I mean, you saw some plays. They had a bit of a running game. The offensive line was okay. Like, Yeah. The defense was just a wet paper bag. Yeah. They literally couldn't stop anything. Uh, Sean, have we figured out TCU Friday activities yet? Not that I know of, but I haven't talked to the uh, events team this week. I've been too swamped. There you go. We'll figure it out soon. We'll do something, though. A um, few things. We have a new Clips account on TikTok, DMVR underscore Clips. You'll see clips from this show, a lot of our shows on there. Go follow that. Also, go vote in the poll on DMVR Buffs right now. And smash that thumbs up button, guys. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in. Subscribe to the podcast as well. Anything else? I got nothing. All right. Um, we'll see you tomorrow. I don't know what we're doing yet. I'm trying. All right. See you tomorrow. Let's go Buffs. Let's go Buffs.